Welcome to Accessible Art History, the podcast, the best place for art history lovers or anyone that is curious. My name is Annalisa, and I'm here to share an incredible work with you. Just a quick reminder before we get started. All sources and images will be posted on the Accessible Art History blog. You can find the link in the episode description as well as on our Instagram at accessible.art.history. Now that we have that out of the way, let's get started. Today's episode is going to focus on one of the most famous and important sites for the study of prehistoric people, the Lascaux Caves. This cave system near Montagnac, France, is the home of thousands of images that are both painted and carved onto the walls. These images have been dated to around 16,000 to 14,000 BCE. A quick note, this podcast will use the term BCE, before Common Era, and CE, Common Era. They are the equivalents of BC and AD, but far more inclusive. The Lascaux Caves were made a UNESCO World Heritage Site in 1979, about 40 years after they were discovered. They have proven to be a rich and valuable site for information about a time long ago. On September 12, 1940, a young Frenchman named Marcel Ravidal was playing with his dog Rocket. Suddenly, the pup fell into a hole. Panicked, Ravidal went after him. He realized that the hole was actually the entrance to a cave system. After securing his dog's safety, Ravidal returned later with a few friends. They were convinced that these were the mythical tunnels that led from one of the manor houses in the area, but instead, they were greeted with thousands of images from the past. Thankfully, these young men knew right away that this was a very important discovery. They ran back to their village to bring someone they knew would understand. His name was Henri Bré. As a member of the Society of Jesus, Henri Bré was both a Jesuit priest and a scholar. According to contemporaries, he was deeply religious, but also enjoyed the studies of archaeology, anthropology, ethnology, and geology. Talk about a variety of interest. Bray traveled around the world, including Europe, Asia, and Africa, to learn about the development of prehistoric people. He is most famous for his work on cave art, prehistoric human sites across Africa, and the study of the Peking Man. When Bray entered the cave, he decided it would be a good idea to sketch out what he saw, He did hundreds of drawings of the paintings and etchings. This turned out to be invaluable because of the deterioration the cave would later face. During his study, Bray developed theories on why the cave system was decorated, which we will discuss later in this episode. In 1948, the Lascaux Caves were open to the public. People flocked by the thousands to see the prehistoric marvels. A year later, serious archaeological and anthropological excavations and surveys began. Quickly, though, it became clear that all of this human interaction was taking its toll on the artwork. Not only did the human breath deposit microscopic saliva particles, but the visitors' body temperatures made the cave the perfect environment for mold to grow. In 1955, the number of people allowed per day was reduced. However, despite best efforts, deterioration continued. So, in 1963, officials made the decision to close the caves permanently. Thankfully, over the years, three different replicas have been built near the caves. The most recent one was finished in 2016. It utilized the latest technology to create an immersive, digital replication of the caves so that visitors can easily, and safely, take a step into the past. For those of us that can't make it to France, there's a digital tour available on the official Lascaux Caves website. I viewed it while doing research for this episode, and it's absolutely incredible. I highly recommend checking it out. The site will be listed in the show notes blog post, which is linked in the episode description. The caves where these paintings are located sit above a river valley. 
According to the fossil records, this would have been a major migration route for prehistoric animals. This means that it would have been a great place for early humans to settle. The caves themselves are made of limestone and calcite. This soft and pale rock provides an excellent canvas for the images and engravings. In order to create pigment, prehistoric artists would take various minerals like red ochre, yellow ochre, and charcoal and grind them up into a fine powder. Then they would mix this powder with either water or animal fat to make a paint-like substance. This would be applied to the walls using reeds or twigs as brushes. In places where they couldn't reach or wanted to form outlines with their hands, prehistoric people would blow the paint through either hollow reeds or bone tubes. Fascinatingly, archaeologists have found hundreds of stone tools in the caves. In addition, there are holes drilled into the wall. It is theorized that scaffolding was built into the wall so that the highest parts of the cave could also be decorated. This is evidence that the desire to create has always been present in humanity. Next, we're going to discuss some of the famous paintings in the cave, but first, a quick break. Time to discuss some of the beautiful images held within this cave. Although we are only going to talk about three works, there are actually about 6,000 images on the cave walls. About 900 of these paintings feature animals. Amazingly, about two-thirds of these animals are identifiable from the fossil record. The first work that we are going to examine is perhaps one of the most famous prehistoric images. It is called the Hall of the Bulls. It is situated in a long hallway that opens up into a large chamber. The area is about 66 feet long and 16 feet wide, which allows for about 50 people to fit comfortably in the space. The walls are covered in images of bulls, equines, cows, and even a bear. This is the only bear that appears in the entire cave system. They are in a variety of sizes. The largest is the great bull that measures at 17 feet long. Some of these animals overlap each other, which might indicate that they were painted at different times. The reason that this work is so famous is because of the amount of information we have been able to gather from it. There are so many figures that archaeologists and anthropologists can draw conclusions about prehistoric art techniques. The first is the use of twisted perspective. This can most clearly be seen in the painting of the Great Bull. Although his face is in profile, side view, the viewers can see both of his horns. This seems to indicate that this wasn't necessarily a portrait of a bull, but more of a description. The elements of what makes a bull, a bull. Another element of the Hall of the Bulls is a sense of movement. The animals are painted in a line, as if they are marching in procession. This could just be the best way the artists were able to show the variety of species. However, there could be another reason. Remember earlier when we discussed how the caves sat above migration zones? Perhaps they were painting what they saw. Another famous painting from the Lascaux Caves is the Dun Horse. Part of the reason it's so popular is that it's pretty adorable, but it's also valuable for its artistic elements. Dunn refers to the horse's coloring. It is a soft tan, but it's important to note that this animal isn't strictly a horse. The modern horse did not evolve until later, but it's likely that this animal is a part of the equine family and an ancestor. This painting is important because it shows another type of prehistoric perspective. Again, the horse is shown in profile, but we can see all four of its legs. 
this would have not been possible in a traditional profile view. However, the artist wanted the viewer to get a sense of motion in this work. With all four legs in view, the horse appears to be running. Our last work is also one of the most mysterious. It features a large bison. His head bears down and his black hair is standing on end. He looks as if he's about to charge. However, if the viewer looks down, they will see the bison's entrails spilling out of his body. To the left of the dying bison is a strange man. He is falling backwards as if the bison had attacked him. But that's not the most noticeable detail. This man has a bird head. We know he's a man because of his erect penis. There are some arrows in the bottom of this painting, showing the viewer that the man was likely the one that injured the bison. It is a graphic hunting scene of a slow death and the struggle to survive. Now that we've examined some of the most famous works in the caves, let's discuss what they could mean. Remember, there are no written records dating from this period in history. In fact, it would be about 13,000 years before writing would even be invented. So, archaeologists and anthropologists have to make their best educated guesses using material evidence. It is also important to note that there was no concept of art for art's sake at this time. The creation of art required the burning of precious calories, so everything had to have a purpose. The first theory for these paintings is also the most popular. It was put forth by Henry Bray. He believed that these paintings constituted some form of hunting magic. By painting images of the animals on the wall, perhaps the prehistoric artists were trying to conjure up those animals in real life. They were a major source of food for these people, so it's likely they would have tried to do anything to ensure a steady supply. Another theory that has been put forth is the concept of narrative storytelling. Just because writing wasn't invented yet, that doesn't mean that these artists didn't want to tell their stories. As mentioned throughout this podcast, the caves were situated above a migration route. Perhaps these people wanted to capture what they saw, so when others traveled to the same area, they could see what awaited them. The last theory is a combination of the two previous ones, that these images served as a part of a religious ceremony. There is no way to be sure of the exact details, but it's highly likely that these people practiced a pagan, nature-based religion. The location of these caves was out of the way, and the paintings don't start until fairly far into the system. This seems to indicate that it was a private and sacred site, perfect for religious ceremony. Although we may never be able to fully understand the cave paintings of Lascaux, they provide an invaluable source of information on prehistoric life. Thanks to the hard work of archaeologists, anthropologists, and digital designers, this priceless treasure is preserved for all to enjoy, 18,000 years after its creation. Speaking of priceless treasures, next week we are traveling to the ancient Near East to learn about the Stele of Hammurabi. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Accessible Art History, the podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at accessible.art.history for updates and keep an eye out for our next episode. They drop every Monday on your favorite podcast platform.